0: Hi, it's Todd, coming to you from the Sports and Spiritual Library here in my department in Bruno, Wisconsin. Well, here's what I'm thinking is that, I mean, I've been, obviously I do a lot of reading, but, uh, there's some books I just want to go back over and pull some information out of, instead of reading the whole book. Um... And that's, you know, I'm still going to read the whole book on some stuff, you know, like the Bible and stuff like that, but I have so many books that have so many great comments in that sometimes I just need to skip right to the comments. Now, I've been reading, I'm going to give a little bit of history on this book for me. Uh, this book's Out of Control, it's Confessions of an NFL Casualty and uh peter knobo wrote it but thomas henderson it's about thomas hollywood henderson's life to some a, to a point where he was still a young guy but the thing was is that once he got sober and now he's got like 30 some years in pro and in sobriety he got i believe he's like 33 or 34 years now You know, he's come across, he's come across incredible wealth, but won the lottery twice. He's got something going for him. This guy's got God in his corner. There's just no doubt about it. It's unbelievable what we can find in God when we clear the uh, resentments and the anger and take all that stuff and just throw it right in the garbage bin. There's so much glory for us in sobriety because of God's Hand reaching out to us and saying, here, take this. You know, and, and I have to remember there's a piece in the Bible, too, about... I, I'm i not really sure about this, so don't quote you know, so just, I'm going to paraphrase, I guess they call it. It's about a guy that's given, like, three, supposed about three people that are given talents. And, uh... <clears throat> And two of them, it's not even talent, you' give like something else I don't know, but anyways i'm gonna I'm gonna just paraphrase off it and turn it into something that makes sense to me anyways, <clears throat> good luck on your part coming from me and uh, what happened was that you know there's three people that have been given talent, one of the two talents was one of the guys. That was given the talent was a uh he put it to uh he put it to good use you know he went out and he worked at his craft and uh he was able to uh produce a happy life you know and when he died god uh god asked him what did you do with your talent you know he said well i built a family and um i built a career and and uh and I worked on my relationship, number one, with you. Guesses, is yes. Number two was a guy that was neutral. And that, i say that this is not a good thing. What he did, he took his talent and buried it. They say this is talent, that's all I can tell. They say he took his, tooks, he took his talent and just remained neutral on it and, uh, well, he stuffed it inside himself and just didn't do anything about it. You know, and he always had these uh, these yipping and yiping coming at him through his brain, saying, you haven't done anything with your talent. What are you doing? You don't do anything with it. Why are you doing this? Obviously, that was God. And, um, you know, he just continued to be like that. And when he died, he went to heaven, and God said, well how did you do? And obviously he says, well, uh, I don't know how I did, but you know, God says, you didn't do anything with your talent. You sat neutral. You didn't even try to, you didn't even try to take what I'd given you and make something out of it. And the third guy said, you know, I did try to do this with my talent and You know, and nothing turned out, and it was all bad, and nothing was good. You know, God said to him, you know, you did good. You tried. You made an effort. You made an effort to do something. Now, the results weren't there, but you did make the effort. And for that, I'm very pleased. You know, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm playing God again. Can you imagine that? Todd playing God. But the, uh, the thing was, was that the main point that I'm getting to is that, you know, if you make the effort, at least make the effort if you give it something. Don't just bury it in the backyard. Make the effort. And that's what I have to do, too. I keep that in my mind. I said, can I make the effort at least? You know? And that's what I have to do. I have to make the effort. You know, just sitting with something in the back, you know. I've been given sobriety, okay? That's all there That's is. I've been given sobriety by my higher power, God. Well, you know. And the thing is, is that the the, the sobriety I've been given, what did I do with it? I need to take it out into the platforms of, like, of being online and uh, being online and talking to people online and and realizing how much trouble there is and how much trouble there is by spending time with them online. 24 hour AA international meeting is obviously it's fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. Buster is, uh, there's some great speakers there that it's every other Friday night. And, uh, the speakers are absolutely tremendous. So if you, if you get a chance, If you can go online and get involved with the Facebook group, but also go to that meeting, you're going to find yourself able to come across those, uh, those speakers too. So I'm giving you guys, I'm giving some of you guys an action to, uh, get your butt online and get get into that stuff because what's it going to do? What is it going to do? Well, one thing is going to take your sobriety to another level. The other thing, you're going to be able to save somebody's ass. And quite frankly, that's what the program's all about. It's about, it's about the WE program. The first, the first, the first word and the first step is WE. So anyways, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. That was a little bit, that was corny if I've ever heard of corny before. All right, I'm going to go on here. I'm Like I said, out of control, confessions of an NFL casualty. Thomas Hollywood Henderson with Peter Kenobler. I believe this book was written in I don't believe I know because I'm gonna look it up. Nineteen eighty seven. Wow. I didn't realize that's like that was like when I graduated from high school. Yeah, I graduated. It was tough, but hey, I did it. All right. So, I'm going through the part where his, uh, his acknowledgments, and has uh, a line in here that says, a note to the alcoholics and addicts who are still used and abused, I can't promise that the gates of heaven will open and let you in if you quit, but I can promise that the gates of hell won't the gates of hell will open and let you out. You read that. Excellent, 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 excellent. But I can promise that the gates of hell will open and let you out. Okay, so what he's saying there is hell. And I guarantee you, we can see that in in the readings in the Bible and everything too. There is hell. You know, and there's hell on earth because it's right in your skull. Beating around and everything else. You know, and and the thing is, is with hell, it's pure misery. That's another thing that, that's one of them talking about right earlier. You know, with, with the uh, three talents. And what I'm thinking about that is, we make life into a living hell. We don't understand it by our, by just ignoring everything and just going through it blindfolded. And that's the thing is, is that open up your eyes. The only way you're going to open your eyes is by getting a spiritual lifestyle going for yourself. Why do I say that? Because I know. Because I was in hell too for many years. And one of the things that helped me was reading this book. Now, the Cowboys were not my favorite team growing up. And quite frankly, Thomas Hollywood Henderson was not one of my favorites in uh playing football. And, uh... <laughs> He about broke my heart when I was watching the Rams and the Cowboys play in 1978, just before the, uh, just before Super Bowl, uh, 13. Incredible. He intercepted a pass. He turned it 68 yards for a touchdown. He used to go up and he used to slam it over the goalpost, but he's saying he did the Dr. J finger roll. And it was one of the, uh, it was one of the most look at me episodes I've ever seen, but you know what? I tell you, I think I guy made a hell of a play, that's all I can say. And playing football back then too, you know, there's a lot more injury and a lot more uh a lot more abuse and a lot more pain. I'm not gonna say that's the reason because of his of his uh reliance on cocaine and other drugs. The thing was, was that he was a, uh, he's one of the best, uh, he's one of the, he had one of the best years ever in that year, 1978. Uh, now there's a reason he's number 56, too. You know, one of these things I like about these guys is that they make a little story by their number. Now, Henderson's number is number 56. Lt. Lawrence Taylor liked his him because he was, he was uh, enthusiastic, but, uh, you know, Lt. had a little drug problem too, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we get caught up in our idols. You know, it's, it's not a good thing to have an idol. Matter of fact, I don't, God does not like that one bit if you can just look at somebody, try to, uh, try to remember, you know, like in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, we'll have like people we listen to a little bit. People would put their words into us that we have a tendency to open our ears a little bit more for. And, uh, that was Hollywood Henderson to LT. Now the thing I want to read about and the thing I want to take a, uh, Henderson grew up in Austin, Texas, and uh he grew up in grew up in the slums of the cut it's called. And he was around some beautiful he was around some people that were that were beautiful prospects for Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know if they ever got into it, but you know, he he had a high regard for some people in there, in there, but uh where he's growing up at. And if. He was always. He always was open to helping people too. He talks about this guy he went to the trash with. I must have been like 11 or 12 years old and pulled out. They're pulling out pieces of steak that had been eaten. They cut a piece off and he eats the whole steak. <laughs> they eat the rest of the steak. I thought that was pretty funny. But, uh. What I'm just gonna say is that, you know, I. Like, One of the problems with alcoholics have is never enough. More and more and more. You know, and with Thomas's uh with Thomas's type of body and type of looks, and the big thing was the bling he had. And I'm talking about I'm not talking necessarily about Mike because they didn't make much money back then. Well I'm talking about his uh his ego. And his drive to be, to be a better athlete, but also, uh, he wanted to come into the good things in life, like women, drugs, alcohol, you know, stuff he found out that was different. And, um, that was not a good thing. But, you know, one thing I'm just glad he went through and he lived it because he was able to take those experiences that he had and take them to right here into this book. And, also, he's a, uh, he's still, a, he's on Facebook, I have him on Facebook, and he talks about, you know, some of the stuff he does, it's just unbelievable, you know, for sponsoring a football team, or sponsoring, I'm sorry, he sponsored a football stadium, is what he did, and I don't know if you think he may have two or three, but reality is, too, he did, he's worked in a, he worked in a home for adults, and homes for children, and you know, they sponsored a lot of people in the program about Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, the Pacific Group in California is a, uh, is an excellent, uh, group. Uh, very strong. A lot of people go to it. And one of the guys that started was Clancy. You can see his name is Clancy Ingerby or Ingo or so. Something like that. But Clancy was a, uh, very well thought of in program, and, uh, matter of fact, he was, he was the guy that spent time in the mission in Los Angeles, and, uh, he was, they threw him out. That's the thing is, they threw him out because he just causing trouble. A few years later, he went back, he got a job there, and, uh, he ended up he ended up doing all these great things for people. And, uh, you know, he said he, was, he just had to step over bodies because they're dead and get to the, uh, get a debtor passed past, I should say. Be able to get into his, into his office due to the work. And he was able to recruit a lot of people to go to this group. And it's probably one of the most well-attended groups in the, uh, Face-to-face meetings, they call it brick-and-mortar. I don't know, I call it whatever. I like face-to-face, and i love to go to that group. But the thing is, for me, is that it's, it's not physically capable of right now. But, and I think about this stuff, I think about... I think about Thomas, when he went to the Pacific group, and how he's welcomed. And how he was so enthusiastic about, you know, it, it took... It, it takes it takes us time to get enthusiastic about Alcoholics Anonymous. We don't come in kicking and and laughing and hooting and hollering. You know, we're down, we're out, we're feel like shit. I said to myself I was not going to drop those type of words, but, uh, you know, I got a little bit of an adjective. Like I said, I got to add to it. I shouldn't do that. So I apologize. But... Uh, I do apologize for saying that. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, and, and, and that's the thing that I've seen is that how many people have opened the horizons for other people by saying something or doing something to help them out or, you know, we have to look at the, uh, the great receptive people that we have in the program. What a network. What a network. People that have gotten sober before us that say, Well, you know, take us to get us to get a sponsor, do the program, work in the uh, work on it, you know. Find that spiritual lifestyle. The spiritual lifestyle, you know, some way the spirit is, it takes work. I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's very, very difficult to get past those resentments, get past that anger, that greed, uh, you know, the women, uh, ego, as you got out, you know, and, and get through that, you know, because usually if we can get through that and get developed a spiritual lifestyle, that takes care of the things that we want to do. You know, we don't want to drink the rest of our lives. Who does? Because it just ruined our life anyways. But it comes to honesty and to be able to take a look at them, that stuff and say, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. You know, and that's what, uh, that's what it takes for us to, uh, get real, get realistic and be able to, uh, be able to share that with people. So I'm going to, I'm going to take just one look. No, this is, this is stuff about, there's a lot of stuff in here about drugs and stuff like that. Uh, but alcohol also because it was a combination. It was a combination from. So he says that. It was during office hours, during pharmaceutical hours. (laughs) He's talking about. He's talking about peddling drugs and stuff like that from the peddlers that he's buying drugs from. The bottom line was, I'm going to read this again too. The bottom line was that with the spiritual base, with no serious value. Okay, with no spiritual base, with no serious values, I was lost. I was out of control. That's what the book's title is, Out of Control. And that's why I just, and then you, you know, it's the same, it's, it ends right there. It's chapter eight, ends with this. The bottom line, was. That was no spiritual base with no serious values. I was lost. I was out of control. You know, I was listening to uh Tony Evans today and he's talking about how a vine can grow. And how it, you know, you can put a, you can put a piece of vine on a, on a, uh, stone wall. I've seen it done before. And, and you give it a little horse manure and a little sawdust. And what you see is you see this vine just rapidly grow. It'll, it'll go up the, it'll go up the wall. Grow off the wall and they come back down and grow again. It's just like regular field, regular field ivy's the same way. So what I'm saying though is that you have to get a spiritual base. We have to have serious values. That's the bottom line. Without it, I was lost, is what he says. And and yeah, he was lost in the he was lost in humanity. He was lost in the cycle of life. He was lost. Use out of control. Been there before, done that before. It's not fun, but that's the thing, you know. What's missing for me a lot of days is gratitude. I don't have the gratitude I should have. And I say that with a. Uh, and I say that because I have to, because I need to let people know that without gratitude, we really start to uh, chip away at our spiritual base. You know, so what it takes for me is to go to a go to a meeting and listen to what people have to say and then I can grab that spiritual base and realize how dead I was to it. It could be for one hour, one day, or a whole lot of days, or a whole lot of years. Well, if I have if I have that type of base, then I'm gonna be alright. I have gratitude is the big word right there for me too. So anyways, you know, if, if you're, if you want you should pick this book up and read it. Order it online. Cause if you're a football fan, it's going to help you save your life. And it me save my life too. Because I, lo- I, when I read it, I was like, jeez. Sounds like me a lot, you know? I was not Hollywood Henderson. I wasn't playing for the Cowboys and intercepting passes and running them back for touchdowns and stuff like that. What I was doing was destroying my life. You know, and, and I remember when I started to destroy my life when I was six years old. When I started, you know, I'd like go outside. My brother was outside or something like that. And we, I'd run downstairs and take a nip out of the liquor bottle. I took that nip because it made me feel better. Made me feel more complete. And that was the thing back then. So, you know, I just wanted, I just wanted to, to voice some, uh, to give people some hope of recovery. You know, because without hope, we're dead. Faith. You know, we have to have faith. If we don't have hope, then we're dead. That's the thing, you know. It's we're screwed. So that's why it's so important to develop faith, develop faith and in the higher power in God, and realize what He's done for people, and realize what He's done for Thomas, and realize that hey, you know, it's so important for me to get moving in the right direction with this stuff. Right now, it's important because I want my life to to improve. I want to continue to help people. And if I continue to help people, my life is going to get better. So that's why I continue to go to lots of meetings. So don't let down on your meetings if you're in recovery. Keep your meetings up. You know, and if you can't get to a face to face or if you can, even come back and go on the, uh, recovery network and the, uh, you know, on the, uh, 'cause money I go to AA.com. is it's full of meetings, but it's this twenty four hour meeting at AA that uh Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it it's it says a lot. That's where that's where the that's where I get a lot of ammunition at for my disease. It's a twenty four hour international group of alcoholics anonymous that that's where I get my that's where I get my uh my ammunition after this disease, so if nobody else has told you that I think love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love I thank each and every one of you for listening. Thank you.